What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Dream a Little, the podcast that's all about helping you feel confident about your ABDL side so that you can share it with your significant other. Today's show is sponsored by my free webinar training that teaches you how to tell your partner about ABDL, even if they're vanilla. So if you haven't told your partner about your ABDL side because you're afraid they won't understand and you don't want to be rejected, you can't miss out on this free webinar. You can reserve your seat at thelittlelounge.com slash free class. That's thelittlelounge.com slash free class. So why in the world would anyone want to be treated like a baby? How do you explain ABDL to someone who is very vanilla? And how do you explain why you like it? We're covering all this and more in today's episode. As a reminder, the topics I'm going to cover in this episode are all real concerns and questions sent to me by a listener after opening up about his ABDL side. His girlfriend sent him this list of questions and he needed help getting some answers. And I thought it would be helpful for you to hear it as well. All right, I won't make you late any longer. Let's go ahead and get started. So first up, she says, you've said you want to get home to be punished and then comforted. Why would you want your home to be this unpredictable, chaotic place? Well, the ironic thing about this type of relationship is that just because being punished and comforted are complete opposites, It doesn't mean that everything is unpredictable and chaotic. It's actually a cycle that's very predictable. You know, the pain comes and then the comfort comes. And for some, that creates a very strong feeling of security. For a submissive, being punished and comforted is the epitome of control. It's very ritualistic and it works well when you have great communication. And in order to have a successful, loving, respecting, and kinky relationship with someone, you have to have good communication. You have to be able to ask for the things that you want, to speak up when you don't like things, and establish a safe word and feel comfortable using it with your partner. So when this this girl asked about why would you want your home to be this unpredictable, chaotic place, it's just a little bit ironic because someone as an outsider looking in might see this as an unpredictable and chaotic thing, but for some it's really fun and it's not chaotic at all. It's actually quite calming and feels more in control than anything. It's it's not as if you just surprise your partner when they get home and you just beat them over the head with a bat and drag them into the basement without their consent. I mean, that is abuse. This is all discussed prior to engaging in the play. You always know what your partner's okay with and what they're not okay with, what they're interested in trying, what is an absolute hard limit, and you would never ever harm your partner without their consent. You talk about everything before, you have a safe word, and if your partner isn't in the mood for being punished or role-playing that night, it's as simple as that. The role-play doesn't happen. So ironically, you are always in control. Even when things get out of control, it isn't in a controlled environment, if that makes sense. And the second question she has is, what do you get out of this? Why does it have to come from such a specific fantasy? If it's about making yourself vulnerable or being cared for, 
Why does it have to be a sexual thing and part of a fantasy rather than real life? So I guess I it was a little bit difficult to answer this question because what everyone gets out of this is different. I think that in an ideal situation, you'll get an accepting understanding partner who participates in your fantasies and that is something that money just can't buy the trust and bond that comes from having someone who understands you is really unlike any other and speaking from personal experience it's a magical feeling to be with someone who knows everything about you including the thing that maybe you had considered a major flaw for most of your life and to find out they still love you regardless and once you find someone who accepts that side of you and sees you for all that you are you'll do anything to keep that person around because it's definitely something to cherish and to not take advantage of or take take for granted now If you have a partner who is understanding and accepting, you get the sexual freedom to experiment and experience some of your deepest and most secretive fantasies in real life. You also get a partner who potentially treats you like a little prince or a little princess. I mean, there are a lot of things that people can get. It really just varies from person to person because the people who have this kink are all unique people and they all want different things it's not like every one of us has the same fantasies you know some people like to be tortured and maybe for that like they get the endorphin rush they get turned on and then they get comforted at the end and they feel cherished and loved and you know maybe for some people they don't like being tortured at all they just like being treated like you know they're really cared for and cherished and they get all these comforting feelings, you know, maybe, you know, their partner fills up their love tank because their love tank is acts of service. So their partner does things for them, like ties their shoes, helps them get dressed and does all these other things. So there's a lot that we can get from it. And it's not that it has to come from a very specific fantasy. There are obviously other ways to get these feelings. But for us, it's not about how it happens. It's more about what happens and making yourself vulnerable in this way might seem extreme for people and it evokes some extreme feelings of euphoria for a lot of people because I mean I don't know any other way that you can make yourself more vulnerable than telling someone like sharing a part of your heart your soul that you kept hidden for so long to potentially give it to someone who could crush them in front of you. Like there's nothing more vulnerable than that first conversation. And then you take it a step further and you are trusting and making yourself vulnerable once again when you are deciding to embark on this role play. So it's like you can make yourself vulnerable and be cared for in real life. And that does happen as well, but they don't have to be separate And when it's elevated to the point where you feel like you can be transparent, you can be authentic and really like show someone every side of you and be accepted, it's like the biggest rush of just endorphins and pleasure and just this feeling of truly, truly being accepted. And again, like I mentioned in the last episode, for 
everyone it's different. And for some people, it's not a sexual thing at all. And I guess it's hard to draw the line of between fantasy and real life, especially in this type of dynamic, more so than in a dom sub dynamic, because when you have a little and a big in a relationship together, dynamic is very fluid. So it's not as if we only role play from 8 to 9 p.m. every night, and that's just totally separate from our everyday. It's, you know, when we get alone time, it's fluid. We slip into the roles and we slip out, you know, depending on where. And I guess it just depends on what you consider real life. I mean, there are times when my boyfriend will literally just pick out my outfit or tie my shoes for me and take care of me in that way. And he does it such as like he's in a dominant role, but I do consider it to be real. It's a very real feeling that I get. The love that we have for each other is very real. Yes, it's a fantasy because he's not really my my daddy, obviously, but it's just a role that you play. But that love and those feelings are definitely, definitely real. I mean, growing up, ABDL can be extremely isolating and For many of us, at some point, we probably wish that we were into something different because there are many people in this world who would find this hard to understand and to accept. So the vulnerability and caretaking is a fantasy, but it's also a real part when you are playing with someone who you truly love and care about. It feels real. It's one of the biggest rewards you can get from this type of role-playing dynamic. Not everything in role-playing is pretend. It's it's fluid and it, it just really varies. So there you have it, my friends. I hope that you found this episode a little bit helpful and it helps you better understand maybe yourself a little bit or helps your partner understand. If you have a specific question you would like answered on the show, please feel free to send it to me through my contact form at thelittlelounge.com and you can find that at the show notes at thelittlelounge.com slash 115. I'll see you there.